Oh yeah, thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet introduction. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, episode 86. Like Woo! my man Mookie and Keith Hernandez said, 86, <laughs> strawberry. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, wishing you a happy comic book day. And that must make me the COO of U.S. <laughs> Comics. And I'm going to take out my COO card, John. Wow, and already? And it on the ground. On this wow. comic book day, I say, no, no, not 60 minutes, two hmm. topics. I say we add 30 more minutes. What do you what? think about that? What do you think about that? Minutes. How the hell are we going to fill an extra 30 minutes? What are you doing? Oh, I know what we're going to do, baby. I think we bring on a guest. Oh, a guest. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. I mean, if we have to, we have to. There's only one person that I can think of. That's right. The man, the myth, the mustache, Lear Leary. Ah! Oh, yeah, baby, baby, Lear. What's up, sir? Hello, men. How's it going? Uh -huh. Oh, Goodness. fantastic. Now, look. At the beard on Oof. Lear makes all other beards. You know what? This looks like a growth chart. It goes Honestly. from John to me <laughs> to the man himself. How are Just you, sir? Showing us how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always joked that I I'm the uh, in. I got into show business because so, I'm going to be the next Gabby Hayes. Now, <laughs> a lot of your viewers and listeners have no idea who G Gabby Hayes was. Like classic old coot. That was in the wagon train. He was like, Cookie, hey, let me get up some coffee here, boys. And he had like <laughs> like three teeth and a, a, and a big beard. And I always just a joke. I'm, I'm killing time until I'm old enough to be Gabby. Now I'm old enough. <laughs> Put me in, well, coach. Hell yeah. That's how you yeah. do it. That's it. That's how, Sometimes when they say uh, dress for the job you want, grow your facial hair for the job you want as well. It all, it all, it all counts. For anyone who is unaware of the magnitude of guests that we have with us right now i implore you just go ahead take a moment go over to imdb because it's so rare like uh never it never happens that we have a guest with an actual actual legitimate imdb page folks you know if you if you're if you're scratching your head thinking hmm maybe why didn't you bring lear on sooner because the man is a busy man. This is the voice for anyone who's thinking, eh, that introduction kind of rang a few bells. For all of our gamers out there, which reminds me that I do have to do our, our sponsors. Um, for all of the <laughs> gamers out there, if you play, picked up the sticks and you played a little Silent Hill, you'll recognize our guest as the voice of Corrections Officer Frank Coolidge. I mean, he is... This is a legitimate star, ladies and gentlemen. Frankly, I'm a little worried about what compensation Lear's going to ask after this show, but we'll deal with we'll cross that bridge. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, I mean, and and again, Lear, when you when you agreed to join us, I, I couldn't be more appreciative uh, because you know we we had the the um, the luxury I did of sharing the stage with Lear. Uh, the man can put on an accent. He can swing a sword. He is uh he's he's royalty 
both literally and figuratively. Uh, all I can say is this, Charlie. It's very rare that you run into somebody for a relatively short period of time by comparison. And, and I mean, maybe this was even years after the fact, but the man sends you, sends you a dope comic book out of the clear blue sky we hadn't spoken in months. And <laughs> Lear just reminded me, he's like, well, this is why I'm a better friend than you. Um, <laughs> this comic is so, so awesome. I cherish it. Uh, wow. And thank you. Thank you again, Lear. Um, well, let's let's. I don't mean to. I don't mean to stomp on your. Do on it. Your do it. Stomp rate. away. First of all, I saw that show and I was so geeked out because so many times you go to a play, or you go to a musical, and I I tend to do a lot of like independent research. I listen to the album. <laughs> I if I can read the script. So you go in more of seeing if it matches your imagination. This show, I knew nothing about. So I sit down in this awesome theater and next thing i know there's swashbuckling and also i literally sat in the front row like i very unapologetically sat in the first row like this <laughs> <laughs> wow and afterwards i'm talking to my brother and let's not bury the lead this is u.s comics cast it's a show about the world of comic books lear is in a comic book. The man the is a comic. The performance you informed in Silent Hill Downpour, which for most fans, Downpour is a return to form for that franchise. They went sure. the action route a little bit too much. They return back with this heavy narrative that Lear plays a massive part in. Uh, you can very much unapologetically kill him at the end, which I don't appreciate, <laughs> uh, which is why the comic book oh. that they, that they, that they uh, followed up the story with they had a ton of of flashbacks in. Um, so the name of the, I, I it was Anne's story. Anne's story. Uh, if yeah. you're interested, so it's Silent Hill Downpour. Anne's story. The characters back uh, in 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 you know four color funny books. Um, but we have a real life comic book character with He's a us. Hero. I'm He's a hero. I'm stoked. I'm geeked out. Oh, thank oh. you, Boom Boom. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's sticking. Now it's official, John. You're right. Got to change up those business cards. Well, you know, I, well, John referenced uh, Deirdre, the uh, the historical piece that we we're in, and that was a lot of fun. And I, I had always admired his beard. I, I just had the, uh, you know, Sam Elliott mustache going for a while, and then plus I played King Angus, the Sc Scottish Ooh, King. Goof. Just, just not a that. guy you want to mess with. But uh, I, I th I'm sure John has told you that was lovely because we all learned how to sword fight. And our, oh. our coach, Christopher, came in and he said, I'm now going to ruin every pirate movie for you. Every <laughs> film. What? He goes, yeah, it's all choreographed. So we, we learned our positions one, two, three, and four, five. Uh, and it then we dance. Had... It really was a dance. And you guys were masterful. Yeah, you had to sit there and go, five, five, four, three, two, one, 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 two, five. And our, our default position was just over our head to protect our head. So I was off on the side battling uh, someone, and I had to turn around to the, to the male, young male stud lead <laughs> to get into a fight, which he eventually kills me. And I turn around, and I see him like Spoiler alert. He's like, I'm going, uh-oh. He's, 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 he's lost. He's up. To, he's in space. Oh, no. That so is the worst. Oh, God. When you go up on stage... It's holding a sword that there must never be a worse feeling. And
and plus, I, I, I really love the sound of the metal. Plang, 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 plang. So I, I just leaned into him on three, three, two, three, one, three, four. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure that's the blood code in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you, you were playing with fire with that one. Yeah, that, that is ironic. Yeah, when you act accidentally on stage, activate the blood code. <laughs> you're just asking for trouble. That sounds like a horror movie when it happened. So, and so our, uh, obviously, little, oh, I'm sorry, Lear. I, I, I didn't mean no, to cut I you off, my friend. Last little bit of reminiscing, which will, will certainly turn off all of yours. Uh, <laughs> I was taking singing lessons, and and as you well know, your brother John is an awesome singer. Oh, he is. Oh, oh, you son of a crazy. bitch. You know, he shakes your bowels. Yeah. He some of his notes. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was auditioning for a part, big bassy baritone. And I'm, I'm taking private lessons uh, in this little room, I guess in Babylon or so, someplace out on, on the island. And in walks Andrew Timmons. Is that how you That's pronounce amazing. it? That's amazing. Yeah. We had a young, young star in the show. Mm-hmm. He was a baby in the yeah. show. Now he's like a man. Yeah, he was dating the instructor's daughter. That's too funny. Go, pal. I'm trying to be John Rivera in here. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't get the part, didn't do it, but uh, it was fun. And it, I learned a lot in, in breathing. Uh, yeah. And, even uh, even now, that's that. I mean, not to get it, not to get into a different topic, but. You know, sometimes you you do forget, and those are particular muscles that haven't been uh, they've atrophied a bit with the with COVID going on and the kind of the world going the direction that it's gone. So, you know, I, I don't have the luxury of of voice uh, performing the way the way you have, and and the way that it's not been, or or you guys have have worked around it. Which you know, obviously, we'd love to hear because I, from what I understand, you're you're literally in the middle of a project right now. Yes. Um, but Ooh, for, for the on stage stuff, you don't, you, you can't, you can't use it. So even if I'm just cleaning around the house and whatnot, I'll start singing a song that I maybe sung a hundred times in recent memory, and I'm like <sighs> out of breath halfway through because you things like that you absolutely yeah, and, forget. And no one ever finds that annoying. Just someone singing in the kitchen, <laughs> top of their lungs. It's not like my brother's in like a dope three level, mm -hmm. and there's just neighbors. No, that's fine. It's just like Lear's awesome life. What project? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was John reminded me that a lot of this, what we're going to probably talk about tonight, is all interrelated: singing, voice work, acting. It's all. It's all. We'll get into that a little. <laughs> but, Are you uh, allowed to say what project you're working on? Boy, it's been great weather, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> okay, can I start a, a weird rumor? It's a remaster of Downpour, starring Lear, John, and Charlie. Yeah, okay. Island Hills, this one gets rid of the main character for the I, dopest character. Shotgun, I'm playing in. Do you want a few uh, Downpour side stories? Uh, oh, my God, yes, yes, please. Well, uh, uh, Coleridge was supposed to be a reasonably small character, uh, and... I said, uh, well, I quoted Mark Twain in in one of the sessions. I said, well, when you when you tell the truth, you know, you never have to remember your stories. And the and the director went, Oh my God! <laughs> Let's stick that in reverb, and it comes into Murphy's head. Oh like my God! Because 
have you got any more? <laughs> so I said, God, I'll have some too tomorrow. Much. Session. So I looked up his dream. Yeah, I, said, I tried to write as many as I could. So in all of, I came in with three pages. He said, I'll use them all. So and I, that's probably a lot of the and stuff. So uh, it, wow. That, that, that was a lot Lear, of fun. Lear basically turned a pre-written video game gig into like a Christopher Guest movie. He's like, nah, you know what? Let's use this. Let's use that. Yeah, That's amazing. I'm, I'm also not the bit surprised. We got into some of the best conversations uh, backstage, like before the show would begin or at intermissions that, you know, as wonderful as the show was, sometimes you're like, oh, man, you got to go out and entertain a couple of people. Um, I'm not the least bit surprised. Lear is one of the most well-rounded, well-read, just absolute nicest guy. Funny, funny thing is, you know, for, for those who are watching the show rather than listening to it, if you're listening to it, you you can picture, you can picture the man immediately from the game. But when I first met him, it was just the stash. It was the stash, and it was strong. And it's funny because my immediate thought was, he he make a hell of a commissioner, Gordon. Yes. And I wasn't the only one to think that because just ripping through the IMDb page, you've got a uh, you've got a quite a bit of Commissioner Gordon work under your belt. Yes, that was an, another uh, blessing. Uh, the, these these webcasts uh, are these web series, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, have, have pockets of fans. And we were at my son's Boy Scout camp, and this troop was from Connecticut, and they went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and like the scoutmasters are going, "What'd you do to him?" And I said, "No, nothing." Um, so I, mean, I, I had to sign all their neckerchiefs and stuff like that and pose for pictures. Get out of here! Yeah, I said, "Come on, citizens, I've got a city to run here." Come on, yes. I love yes. it. I love it. That, that's the dream. That's, that's the were, only reason Charlie and I are working on a comic is so that we can sign something at some point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've been working on it for years. Um, I, I got to say, though, that that Nightwing, and, and John, to help me out here, that's Nightwing Retribution. I always uh, mix it up. Uh, escalation. 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 There were three Nightwing fan films that came out and, like, blew up the internet. And that one, I remember it, um, not New York Comic Con, but a local Long Island uh, con popped up. At the airport? At the Air Museum of Aviation? No, this was when Stony Brook used to do shows. I forget the name. Ah. They showed like five episodes in a row to oh. a packed house. That That's was just amazing. like one of the events. And I distinctly remember like sitting there and I'm like, not on purpose, but I have like my Nightwing baseball cap on. I have my Nightwing. I'm like, <laughs> I look like I produced this. And what's amazing about media and, and the last, really the last 15 years, it's been so amazing to see creators say, I want to show my competence. I want to show I can write a script. And how do I get people to watch it? And mm. they turn to fan films and web series to get this done. So it's, it's again, it's so competently done. But when you hear about a project like that, is that, a, is that like a dream come true? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I get to be one of, if you take all the web series of that nerds have done in the last <laughs> 25 years, there's maybe, there's maybe 15 Commissioner Gordons and you're one of them yeah, in exactly. all the, all the Commissioner Gordons. 
Is yeah. that like, do you say like, oh yeah, I want to audition for everything. But then you see that like, you're going to be Commissioner Gordon, Commissioner Gordering. <laughs> what's that? What's that moment like? It's, it's, it's humbling. Uh, and also uh, this, this commissioner, well, he was uh, just Lieutenant uh, Gordon. Uh, he was defrocked because there was a new mayor in town. And I got basically pushed back out onto the street. Politics. Right. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> but uh, it, it was fun. And the people, like you say, the, the whole cast was so into it. The crew was into it. Had uh, good camera people. It was it was just fun. I mean, on rooftops late at night in, in uh. New York, stuff like that. It, and the lighting and the smoke and all that stuff. And a trench coat. And, uh, things just... Like that. Just, this, just describing dreams, just right and left. You know, yeah, sure. Played the, played a, a world renowned comic book character. Nah, no big deal. Um, I don't want us to get too far away from, uh, from our, from our, the mutual admiration society. <laughs> <clears throat> without, I got to make sure that I'm well prepared because. Yeah, take that sip. Take that uh -oh. sip. Let's just ideally another drink. Ideally. We would all have soundtracks to our lives, and obviously they would change here and there. But sometimes you can't just wait around. Sometimes you gotta write it yourself. So, <laughs> <clears throat> let me know if if I get pitchy at all, Lear. But okay. I believe that it goes something like this. <clears throat> Is that sharp, familiar? Yeah, that, that, that's it. You owe me twenty six cents. Um, it's money well spent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The creator of the world-renowned PC Richard and son whistle medley. I mean, they, well, when you're going through a resume, you know, like there are certain things like, oh, that, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's really cool. Wait, what? That is, yeah, yeah. You have to at least give me the the nickel store version of how that happened. Uh, very simply. Uh, I had uh, tried to get a job as a teacher um, because it was a legit job. I had played in a band for 12 years, uh, and this was seemed to be an adult thing to do. <laughs> sure. I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't get a full-time job uh, because there was a glut of teachers. If there was mm. an opening, uh, one line in the New York Times would get thousands of applicants. Even oh. an English teacher, eighth grade, Shoreham, Wading River would get buckets of of resumes, PhDs and everything. Wow. So it was, it was tough. Uh, so I was substituting, I was filling in maternity leave. I was do, doing this. I was two fifths of an English teacher, uh, at Ward Melville as, uh, and that, but I had to, uh, coach the hockey team or do the, the drama club or do the student newspaper and whole duty. In fact, that's the first time I ever lost a tooth was oh on my whole. God. I played hockey my whole life and here I am. <laughs> unscathed. Here I am on morning of first period, and this kid comes running down, and he goes, "Lear, there's a fight in the ca cafeteria. It's two girls, and they're beating the hell out of each other." <laughs> not to not paint to paint a gender with a broad brush, but usually a a, a fight between females, certainly in the seventies, was sure. a, a lot of slapping, a lot of hair pulling, right? A lot of nails, a lot of nails. This is pre MMA level, sure. Well, when I got down to the cafeteria, a ring had formed of kids going, fight, fight, fight. And the two girls are in the center. And I mean, it's like Duke of Queensbury rules or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like a 
oh my god so i see the gym teacher i go artie you grab the one in red i'll grab the one in blue ready on three one two three i grab the one in red i turn around he goes do we go on three or do we go on four and at that point blue girl is mid mid swing oh my god right in the face the tooth goes and it falls on the floor. A kid runs over, picks up the tooth, and hands it to me. Go, oh, no. Stick it back. Now there's blood. Now everybody's crying. The two girls are crying because it's horrible. I mean, it's a horror scene. I said, I think I'm going to go to the nurse with them. <laughs> so so you, you basically went into Silent Hill already knowing what <laughs> being a bloody mess was going to be. So the, they say, you know, use your life experiences. That is, I didn't yeah. see that uh, being the connection. Holy there, there is a There is a connection to another uh, video game, what some people have called the worst video game ever produced, Ride to Hell. It was, it was, it got reasonably good reviews for voice work, but it is, it, it was bombed pan in every Ooh. language, every continent. <laughs> And I played, I played this this boxer, and I tried to get the feeling. You know, I I've broken my nose a few times. Uh, I tried to get that feeling. So I'm I'm in the booth with like three <laughs> other guys, and I'm off on the side. I go, bang, bang. and the guy, why are you doing that? I said, I want I want to feel the pressure on my nose. I want that, that I want that sense because I have to talk. I didn't, I wasn't like Sylvester Stallone kind of talking. Uh, but I, I was a pretty tough guy. I had to get into that voice. Like that my, is too much. I had a deviated September. Anyway, so I uh, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't get a teaching job uh, because there there weren't any, uh, and I also had a, a problem because in those days you graduated and you were given a provisional certificate, uh -huh. uh, which meant you had five years to complete your master's. So that's a catch twenty two. How can you afford graduate school if you can't get a job? Sure. Yeah. So. I got a full-time job in Southhold High School, which is one city, one town away from Orion Point. And wow. why they call it or why they call it Orion? It's the Far East. You can't get, <laughs> you can't get any further east. Um, and I said to the uh, superintendent, "I I have to take a year off and complete my master's, um, uh, or else I can't. Uh, I can't. My certificate is going to expire." He goes, "Don't worry, kid. The job will be here when you get back." So. I went and completed my master's, but I moonlighted at night at a recording studio. But it wasn't all music; it was a production studio, sound effects, oh, nice, voices, nice. Uh, jingles, original music. And I'm thinking, this is a job from heaven. Oh my god! Yeah. Making a wacky voice. This guy's writing a script with a bunch of fun rhymes. It was like free rap, uh, uh, original music, and I'm going, wow! Making no, making sound effects, banging things like foley art and things like that. I've got to try and do this. So uh, I started a company uh, and it was a production company in a basement. And uh, and there were so many ad agencies on Long Island. And one guy from the ad agency said, listen, we're going to go pitch PC Richard. Uh, you have any ideas for a jingle? You used to be in a band. You could write a song, right? Wow. So we had just gotten this new synthesizer that had an arpeggiator in it. So it was a ba 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 and so we, uh, we came up with a slogan, I'd rather buy a PC, bum, bum, at PC. <laughs> so there was a hole. And one of the other settings on the synthesizer, it was a Jupiter, I think, um, was a whistle. And it, so it was, like, I'd rather buy a PC. And there was a hole. And I said, let's put the at PC Richard Melody line right in the middle there. <laughs> and so 
make a long story, medium length. We pitched it. They, they flew the sun up from Florida. P.C. Richards' son, A.J., was born in 1909. He's sitting there. He's got a cigar. snapper. <laughs> he goes, we haven't had dancing at one of these meetings in a long time. Let's go with it. And it was like Alexa Hente. The crowd went wild. <laughs> that is amazing. February, February 1987. Uh, that was uh, the, the jingle was accepted. So I would go into Gary, the, the grandson of PC, and say, Gary, you know, right here, when the singers are done, you can come on and say, a Sony AM FM cassette boombox, 1995. <laughs> you talk, you talk good, you do it. And I went, okay, I can do it. And I've done every PC Richard and Son radio commercial since 1989. What? One freaking believable. Yeah. You know, Family owned and operated since 1909. Holy cow. Oh, I'll buy another dishwasher. Damn. <laughs> yeah, tell him you know the whistler. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try. Like, you watch this episode. You'll save a dollar at least. Yeah, bring bring the episode with you so you can be like, hey, hey, by the way, that yeah, is I always unbelievable. Do. That's I and, always and, do. and yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, this is me. Now I don't care about you. So so I I don't want to to um to dominate uh, and reminisce with the, with the guests. So I know uh, when I mentioned to Charlie that you'd be joining us, he he went off the rails with all these ideas. So so Charlie, I, I know we're up against it a little yeah, bit, yeah. but I, I, but no, ask no, no. some of the things that you were wondering about because they were to me, I thought they were great. My brain immediately went to went to one place, and that was you have just such a diverse portfolio, but. I feel like sometimes this world of acting, it is, it is work. So I, I really am desperate to know what, if you had to, to line them all up, and this is an unfair question and I admit it, but if you, what, what has been thus far, what's been your favorite project? I mean, other than this podcast, of course, you, well, we, we need to remove ourselves from now on. Yeah. For fairness um, sake, because otherwise it's an easy question. Oh boy! Uh, well, like you said, uh, it, Charlie, there are different uh, venues: uh, stage, uh, pure uh, voice acting, and uh, film, television. Uh, wow, it's a that is a a, a, a big question. Uh, I don't know if you remember what, what makes the top five. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> insult any of your other projects. Yeah, no, no, nobody gets left out feel bad because we put yeah, Lear on the spot. Any one of the top five. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, one of them is certainly B-Sharp, which is a, a pilot for a, a show. It's still not dead. It's still alive. It's hanging on by its fingernails. It's similar to... I can talk about it. I did sign a uh, NDA, but I uh, but I can talk... First lawsuit. Yes! Yeah, no, I can t tell you that it's basically cheers in terms of what was Cheers? Cheers was a central location where characters came in. You had your you had your set characters, and but it was it was a bunch of middle aged white guys for the most part. <laughs> right. This is a music store in New York City, so you we uh, and you get you have the staff. We got an old jazz cat. We have a uh, Latin uh, guitar player singer. We got a, a, That's a space Kate rocker. Uh, I'm an old hippie. Gee, what a stretch. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a, a, a traditional singer and we have a, a business person versus the artistic owner's son and, and marketing people. And then we have guest appearances, too. 
Uh, Richie Kanata came in. Uh, That's nuts. Yeah, the drummer from uh, Justin Timberlake's drummer, and so we had a we filmed a cameo. But Justin Timberlake is out in California. He's in a limousine, and the drummer says, "I'm just going to go in here and get some sticks." So he walks in the front door. That's too much. Which, which was in Stanford, and then he's sitting there, and the, and the the one young pup on the on the staff makes fun of him, says, "Oh, what are you, Father Time?" He goes, "Oh, you don't think I can keep time?" Then he walks back out to the the limo, and when he gets into the limo, Justin goes, "How'd it go?" He goes, "Fine, everything's fine." And then, <laughs> So it looks like he was there, but he, we didn't get to meet him. But, that's so that's too much. Cool. That's you, that's you, in you there. know what's funny too? Like uh, my mind instantly goes to R.I.P. Colony. Like you walked into Colony, Colony. Uh, in Midtown Manhattan, and you saw, like it, it was basically the musical version of the the Tatooine Cantina. Like it was just <laughs> one person could not be more different than the person standing like two feet away from them. Um, that sounds freaking awesome. I, I hope that, that that does come to fruition because that that sounds great. I could send you some photos and some clips. Yes, please. I, and you guys can you know, add them later or heck yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's... Another fun project was uh, uh, RoboCop being the voice of uh, RoboCop. Uh, You're trying to kill my brother. Ro RoboCop three. Uh, well, of course, was Bobby Burke from uh, uh, Northport. Uh, so we've been pals ever since we just recently met up. Uh, <laughs> Adorable. We also just met up on the set of Black Klansman. He was the chief, and I was just one of the de detectives. Um, Such a great but, film, too. But the, the story behind that was, as we talked about these old, great old studios in New York, there would be maybe five rooms. So mm -hmm. I was in Studio A working on a MasterCard commercial. I, it was an animated commercial. I was a lion. And the director, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, the director said, "Now, now, Leah, I want you to roar every time you say your lines, but I don't want it to sound like uh, Scooby Doo or Astro, you know." <laughs> I'm going to see. So my lines were, "Okay, okay, you think so?" Those are my two lines. So I go, go "Okay, you think so?" <laughs> Take 48, <laughs> take 49. I, I, I see this, uh, the engineer come, uh, one, another engineer come walking into the control room and he goes, So after we finished the session, by the way, the spot never ran. Uh, <laughs> so, so it was a payday. It wasn't any royalty. Or so the, the engineer in session A goes, uh, Jimmy down in uh, Studio C wants to see you. So uh, we go down, I go down to Studio C and he goes, uh, Read the lines on the uh, on the music stand, Sergeant. You call for backup. Your move, creep. Hands up. Drugs are trouble. And so, so he put on servo sounds. Drugs are trouble. Your move, creep. Uh, so about two weeks later, I get a call going. How's it going, Roby? You got it. And I went fantastic. We am I allowed to say that we recorded a, a PG version? Take off your bow. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that never made it into the uh, into the toy. That was fun. That, I, I definitely own that toy. Oh yeah, it looked like the creepiest thing ever because, like, I definitely played with it until it was completely broken. Yeah, oh, battery ran Watch, out. Why he was yeah. uh, a little bit late to the recording today? It's you know, this is built-in time, playtime. 
I had the Ed 209 he could fight that had like the caps. Like, yeah. just like rotated it. It was just the best. That was the best toy series ever. Now, the uh, best toys can actively can hurt how, you. You can see how one thing leads to that led to Galactus. Uh, I hunger. Man who eats plants. And, and, and that led to Mattel Battle X. And that, uh, so it's, it's all, it's all inter, interwoven. It's a very incestual. But it's just, it's the, made the up so is... much. The, 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 the silliness of how important those little mm. projects are. And by, by little, I don't mean that in a, in a diminishing way. I mean, like, these projects that for you were, were either a payday or, or something An afternoon. that went. That yeah. was something like that RoboCop toy. That right. just, those sort of characters for, for people like me, for... For you know the youngest thirty-five year old on the planet, huh. um, I have Is that a lot twice? of contemporaries who are <laughs> older thirty-five year olds because that's a thing. Um, those those that becomes the definitive sound of RoboCop. It becomes the definitive of sound of Galact. It becomes the PC Richards jingle is something that everybody knows. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're like, oh, by the way, the guy who does all the PC Richards commercials. Is the freaking is in Silent Hill downpour? Also, the, the, Robocop, the spider web is like tangible. Like all the the little can, I, I, you know. I, I again, I mean, I was, I went in knowing. It's like I showed up for the midterm, and there was like a third section to the test. I said, "Wow, I didn't know any of this stuff. Where the hell did this all come from?" Um. Lear, I mean, you're so accomplished. And uh, I, I obviously, um, we do want to get into our topics. And I don't want us, Charlie, to get away from um, a, a very much, very much in a, a sponsor level uh, without mentioning our own sponsors. I, I don't want to be uh, accused of forgetting anybody. So we do obviously want to thank uh, the, the, the fabulous musicians that brought us in our very own. Uh, and loved Bad Mary Band. Uh, you can check out Bad Mary on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Bad Mary Band. You can go to their website, badmary.com. Uh, do them and yourselves a favor. Check out their Patreon, patreon.com slash badmary. Or just go ahead and tippy type Bad Mary into any of the music streaming services of your choice. Also, if you're watching the program, you're likely watching it right here on Facebook. Uh, our other sponsor, Facebook Gaming's own The Sarge, Sergeant Finesse. Uh, he's a gamer extraordinaire, uh, just ripping up the war zone, running around in the world of Warcraft. Uh, he's going to be playing uh, uh, several other games coming uh, coming up, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching him. You should join me in watching him. Uh, check him out right here on Facebook Gaming. Also, if you need a little pick-me-up, Check out uh, Sneak. Go ahead and put in SGT, uh, a code at checkout. Help out the Sarge. Uh, he's a good friend of ours and a good friend in the program. He uh, he promotes the hell out of us on a stream, so we can we can only do the same. But um, so Charlie, uh, we could literally sit here and talk to Lear for ninety minutes just just on his resume alone. But I'm actually very <laughs> I'm very interested in getting his insight into our typical geeky shit that that we chew each other's ears off of so 
What do Absolutely. you have percolating gonna, in the in the pot this week? I'm gonna start my clock right now. And as geeked out as I was for for you to join us, Lear, especially when John told me about that Robocop toy. Literally, <laughs> I just need you to know you're you're again, we talk about the Robocops. There are only two Robocops that matter. You and, and the one from the first couple flicks. Um, no also, there's going to be a new RoboCop if you listen to last week's. We talked about that briefly. But I want to stay in the world of video games. And lucky for me, I waited. I like to think I'm a, I'm a good guy. Uh, I try <laughs> hard to be a good guy. I don't always succeed. But this week gave me something that I desperately needed. And that was DC Fandom. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. I'm not sure if either of you 24 got a hours of content. Just, just delicious. And of all the announcements, as amazing or as good as some of these trailer, uh, trailers were, mm -hmm. two stuck out to me that I wanted. Uh, I guess I want your opinion too, John. But Son I really it. want Lear's opinion on. And that's these two video games coming out with clearly dynamic casts. You know, video games have had a, a tremendous evolution that that you know we've all seen. It's we're far removed from Super Mario Brothers. And last week, this this week, I guess, um, we got something that I personally wasn't expecting, and I was totally, totally wrong about one of the projects coming out of the house that uh, Superman built himself, and that was the Suicide Squad mm. kills. The Justice League, uh, a brand new video game. Good luck, yeah, exactly. The uh, brand new video game. But what really stuck out to me, and it was just an announcement trailer, so it's this amazing cinematic that kind of just introduces you to the world. This is an idea, and, and this is where we'll start as I as I gush about my Antissa patient for this project i um, gotta pay more monies jeez louise right on paper this announcement happened i'll bury the lead before kicking it to lear when i heard that this was going to be a video game and we weren't getting a justice league video game or we weren't getting a superman video game or we at the time weren't just getting another batman video game hmm. they told me a just a suicide squad video game i happen to love the suicide squad you throw a bunch of weird characters together. I'm in heaven. But then you <laughs> say Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I immediately go, what? Get, get the <laughs> F out of here because you don't mess with my super. So right out of the gate, the idea of the bad guys trying to kill, as I throw my headset, the bad guys trying to kill the superheroes, my initial guttural reaction was a big old fart sound effect. Lear, when you hear about these projects, and I didn't get a chance to ask you, but are, are, are video games, because you work in the industry, are they something that, that you keep your kind of ear to the street for? Um, and when you hear about these projects, is a project like this something that you're like, well, that's that's clearly nothing I would ever want? Or does your brain go like, that game could use a Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> baby, baby. Um, when you heard about a game like this, even if it's, you know, now's the first time, what's that initial emotion Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Where does your brain go? Uh, right to the telephone uh, to call up Ingrid and say, uh, find out who's doing this at EA. Who's, who's handling this? Get me in there uh, and let, let me audition. Um, and that's the, that's 
and as John knows, that that is, you never know. Uh, let me give you an example of uh, well, Assassin's Creed, right? Uh, they did a, a version that was uh, early American, right? It was. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. So King I got called in, I got called in Washington. to be a delegate from North Carolina. So I did my homework like any, any good voice person would do. Uh, what were the dialects in those days in the 1700s? And I found out that there was a big movement from Scotland, um, Scots-Irish, and some of them came from Northern Ireland, and they settled in these these pockets. So I I, I got this, I got my script, uh, my sides beforehand, and I, I'm, I'm sitting there going, yeah, go outside, help your brother. And uh, so I, I'm getting get into the different parts, like, and the director goes, no, no, Lear, this is North Carolina. This, this is the South. I, go, I know. <laughs> also 1750, 1760. Yeah, but you know, can you do it with a drawl? I said, you mean like a Scottish accent with a drawl? Like, <laughs> and I'm just, no, 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 not that English crap. Give me a, give me a Southern drawl. And, so it's it's about you go in there with your with, with your head set and you did all your preparation work and you you want the job uh, and so it's a battle. So I wound up doing go outside help your brother. <laughs> so I, I didn't get it. Uh, if I probably had remained true to my my Scottish inflected thing, maybe I would have gotten. It. Maybe his higher ups would have said, you know what, that's the voice that would have been in North Carolina in seventeen. Uh, not that, not that uh, Texas voice you got get the, the guy doing there. But uh, so that would be my my first instinct is how can I get in there? Who do I know? And it's oh, it's yes. such an incestuous business as as evidenced by Mastercard into RoboCop into Galactus into <laughs> uh, a PC Richard voiceover uh, uh, Larry Kenny uh, the the voice of. Uh, Oh goodness gracious! What's the, what the heck is this cartoon? Uh, Thundercats. Uh, 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 he was the voice, the main voice on Best Week Ever, a VH1 show. Yes. And he got sick, uh, and he couldn't do it. And the, the director's going, "What the hell am I going to do?" And somebody said, "Get that PC Richard guy. He's a screamer." So I could, <laughs> one of the editors, assistant editors, knew how to get a hold of me. So he calls me up. Can you come in and audition for? Best week ever. I said, sure. So I get sure. in there and they, so they go, uh, all right, read the copy on the things. I'm going, the best week ever. <laughs> and he goes, well, how about this next line? The sizzler. So I go, the sizzler. And he goes, okay, thank you. <laughs> and, I go, and I walk out and I get down on the street and I'm walking to the subway and I go, man, the, 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 the guy who is running this session was like 26 years old. He had a T-shirt on, not even a T-shirt with a pocket. Not even like a designer t-shirt. Just a t-shirt. Like a BVD or a Hanes white shirt. But before I even got into Penn Station, they said, uh, what are you doing Thursday and Friday? We yes! And that led to a nice relationship. Uh, when, whenever Larry wanted to take some time off, he, he knew he could trust. And he turned out to be a pretty supportive character, too. And he recommended me for other jobs, to serial commercials and stuff like that. So That's it... Fun. And then it's it's all uh, this this most recent one where with Triumph the insult comic dog, 
uh, they couldn't find a John Bolton. So it, this was February of this year. This year started off so great. Um, <laughs> and then somebody went, whoosh, whoosh. Um, You're having too good of a time. Let's <laughs> get it down. So they, they called me up. And uh, well, they, the reason why they called me up is because they, they advertised for the, 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 not advertised, they put out the calls and everything like that. They couldn't find a John Bolton. And somebody called this other office, Brett Goldstein's office, and, and Brett uh, said, so how are things going with you, Alexis? He's got, well, fine. I, I just can't find a John Bolton. And Brett said, Brett's people, I th Justin, I think, said, well, have you tried that Lear guy? He's got uh, Bolton's nose and, and mustache, and they put <laughs> glasses on him and gray him up. And uh, so that led to three days walking around the bowels of the Capitol, I mean, we walked right into Mitch McConnell's office. Uh, I said, "What are the what are the uh, what are the chances of uh, the senator ha having an interview with a, a fake John Bolton?" And the guy behind the counter said, uh, "Slim to none." And he's going over to the phone. I'm done. I'm leaving right now. But once you get into the building, you can walk wherever you want. People are coming up to me saying, well, "Thank you for your service, sir." And I know it doesn't, it doesn't take, take much. much. No. That is but it, it, again, it, it's that it, it's just dribs and drabs. If somebody, uh, it's a, you, you just have to. My father said, if you throw enough seeds around, there's enough horse manure in this world that something will grow. So it's very true. Is there has there ever been a project where like they were like come out you know read for this that you were like this project seems too dumb to possibly get paid to do. Uh, U.S. Comics cast. <laughs> John, no, he said yes to that. John, by the way, I oh no, this way. I don't know which way my camera is going, but I love the the U.S. flag logo. Remember, Thank you. I remember seeing that years ago. That's a, that's old. I mean, not old. It's it's a few years, right? Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's been a work in progress at this point. Charlie, I don't know if you're catching. We have a little bit of audio thing going on. Yeah, it's picking up someone on the back end. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, that the, one of the great things about the creation pro process is when it gets acknowledged. And I mean, you know, like, especially at the very outset, we had done we had made sure to make appearances, um, you know, conventions, you know, basically wherever we could be seen. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say that it was pointed out by me by, and by creators that I, that I was a fan of. So uh, you don't you don't ever want to admit that certain people's opinions mean more than others. But let's be honest. I mean, it's it's just true. When the guy that made you know the, the created certain characters uh, points out something you created, those days can be better. And you know what, Charlie? It's an interesting segue, if I do say so myself, because I I agree with Lear that one thought often will kind of lead you into another one and then all of a sudden you find yourself you know several football fields down the road that you you know in a direction that you headed that you had no intention uh, a game like uh, like suicide squad kills the justice league first of all my my hackles grow up I'm like the hell are you talking about what justice <laughs> how dare league? you you're thinking about another justice league that i was on yeah. yeah exactly hit the bricks like the god um, the the, the freaking Avengers get a game where they look like weird rubbery versions of themselves. The My the Justice League Avengers. is getting murdered. Not okay. 
<laughs> uh, I'm 100% with that. Um, however, video games in that... Well, I mean, video games in general uh, very much can be our what-if comics, right? Absolutely. Those growing up for me, those were some of my favorite comics because they existed outside of continuity. So you didn't have to worry about being a stickler for like, no, this didn't happen and that happened and this person knows that person and she's related to this one. You could just sit down. It's almost like you had mentioned when you watch a musical, when you see a, an amazing musical like Deirdre starring two of the best looking guys you've ever seen in your life. I was uh, And you it. sit down. No, I'm aware. Who was the I, other guy? Wait. Lear and who? You know what? <laughs> anyway, Lear, so like I was saying, um, but yeah, you, you get to sit down and, and you know you already like these characters in, in a general sense, but you can, you can all that exposition prior, you can throw away. You say, all right. So in, in a comic like um, Red Sun, Superman lands in Russia instead of in, in, the, you know, in the fields of Kansas. You say, all right, well, now we're in for a different ride, I guess, but I love Superman, so I'm going to ride this one out. Uh, uh, conversely, a game like Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, I'm going to put it in those terms, um, it's not continuity, obviously. It's, it's in essence, a digital what-if. Yeah. So things like that pique my interest. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm well, really looking that, forward what, to it. One thing I think is just absolutely nuts about a project like this is – I'm not a I'm not an avid gamer, but I am a gamer. I enjoy that art delivery system because that's all it is. Uh, uh, a comic book, a cartoon, a movie, a TV show or a video game. Uh, <laughs> they are just they are the plate in which I'm served entertainment. So a story is a story is a story. Characters are characters. But the moment that this trailer started, it wasn't that it looked cool because it's a cutscene. And it does. It does it, look. It cool. looks absolutely amazing. But that's not what did it for me. What did it for me was the minute I heard Harley Quinn speak, my mm. brain immediately went, "That's Tara Strong. That's the voice actress who originated the role on Batman the Animated Series. That's the voice actress who's done which is her, movies. which is her origin. Which is like that's her was, first appearance is. Breakout. Yeah, yeah Batman the Animated cartoon. Series was that first incarnation. So this is this is once again like royalty getting to slip back into the skin of a character that when they announced the Suicide Squad film and said Harley Quinn is finally going to be in it, there was huge petitions that said Tara Strong, an actress is an actress is an actress, an actor acts, be it with the tool of their voice or their voice and face or their voice, face and body. And there was a lot of people who desperately wanted Tara Strong to play Harley Quinn. That is, she is to a lot of people, this character. And the moment I heard it, I literally went from mocking this video game that a huge team has spent millions of dollars. <laughs> the old flip flop. Literally, I couldn't, I, I flip flopped so quickly. I got whiplash <laughs> because I was like, Tara Strong's on board, and then I'm listening. And it's crazy what happens when you're when you're the level of kind of dweeb I am. And in the COVID world, I'm searching for every ounce of happy I could find in that like lunch pail of, of voice actors. I'm watching the trailer for a fifth time, and I'm hearing uh, uh, King Shark um, kind of 
talk, and he doesn't have a lot of lines, and I'm hearing them. And they're I'm all good though. That that's the one thing. King they all Shark... sound they all sound amazing. But well, I mean, King they're Shark, funny lines. It's good material. The, the 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 excitement about these this story is obvious, but King Shark was bothering my ears, like in a good way. It was I I couldn't stop thinking of this performance. And it's Samoa Joe from the WWE is playing King Shark. If you told me that the thing I always wanted was a guy who oils himself up and just breaks necks on TV for make-believe to play a fake man shark who has dubbed himself King, my head exploded. And then I immediately had to like Google, like, is he the voice in the movie? And he's not. No, no, no. But this is now another the the way I was saying before, you know, there are now there are now three King Sharks. There's the Harley Quinn TV show, there's gonna be the live action movie, and now there's this video game. Much like I was saying before about, about Lear getting to play Commissioner Gordon, he's now kind of done the opposite. You've embodied that character, and now you now like the the world could one day exist where hopefully you get to provide just the voice and, and kind of be in, be in any age version. But my... It, so the, what I'm hearing is we start the petition, hashtag Lear Leary, Suicide Squad versus Justice League. I am already hashtagging that. That's a call to uh, action, folks. That is that is a call to action. But it, it it brings me down a weird road. Do you In the, in the voice recording uh, landscape, is Samoa Joe going to be welcomed with with open arms, or is the you know you not, you didn't use the word clicky, um you did use the word incestuous though, which is probably worse than clicky. Um, hey, with keep your opinions to yourself, pal. With voice work, is this something that you're like, oh, a, a, a mainstream act is going to work on this project? Is it the more the merrier, um, or does it kind of feel like someone double? double dipping because again for a nerd like me i'm like the original harley quinn voice and a pro wrestler sign me the f- i like pre-ordered two copies <laughs> no, uh, well I, I i can only speak for myself and i i think uh i've been in a, a number of different types of of sessions in terms of uh upper uh upper level actors um uh, annette benning uh that level and then also wow. uh, a, a little a little local theater type of uh, level uh z-listers all, like myself they're all they're all good uh, but uh charlie i i cannot uh, this i'm not and i'm not blowing smoke uh uh it, it once you get it it's it's such a, a team mentality it's such a it's like a uh I played hockey, and when things are going, when things are going, you're when you're a five or six cylinder engine in that regard, and things are just popping. Uh, we did we did twelve Angry Men once, and we were a twelve cylinder engine. It was a clock. We're boom, 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 boom. Um, it is, it is so rewarding. So you have that mentality. When a new guy comes in, if he's an outsider, uh, somebody <clears throat> like a wrestler, uh, you you. He's he or she is is welcomed. Uh, you're you're trying to make that that project pop, uh, and it, I, I've I've been made to feel that way. And I I'm usually the the outsider, the new kid, uh, in in the crew. Um, so and I, I'm Do always. Do you just throw down that RoboCop toy? You're like, uh uh-uh. uh 
<laughs> just, I'm, I'm from Gen 1, baby. <laughs> it is funny how many guys who know those toys. Uh, your ro- you got to call my roommate from college. <laughs> Hello, you're great. Or I'm having the best week ever. <laughs> Things like, dude, that. we have to get you on cameo. We need to make that cameo oh, money yeah. for best week ever voice. Yeah, we'll do it. Do it for uh, a promo for the. Look, oh, Charlie, sure. don't set up side businesses when I'm sitting right here. Okay, sorry, I have feelings, sorry. and they're very easily hurt. Uh, yeah, well, I, let's I, let's you, get you, to your feelings, John. When you, you heard King Shark, were you just like that voice is perfect, or did you like? Did you get a vibe of like I've I've heard that voice? I've you've cheered for no. Samoa Joe I at have. local wrestling shows. You heard him kill promos. Yeah. Now he has the capacity to bite off Batman's head. <laughs> Hopefully that's how the game ends. But uh the the first my first uh instant reaction was the hell they're gonna do King Shark. That's great. I mean, even doodling, King Shark is tough to draw. How do you draw basically draws? On on leg like Jaws and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce from Jaws had a love child, and now you want to put him in a frigging game. Um, I wasn't quite sure visually what we would get, but it's the 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 the, the truth. And this is not blowing smoke either, Lear. Sincerely, if you're looking at something, it there's one instant thing. There's a reason why. Um, you know, going into comic books can be a tough can be a tough road because you need need to do all of your selling 2D, right? That's all you have. Little little, you know, witty repartee. If you can squeeze them into the into the to the bubbles, the the speak bubbles. Um, but when you hear it, now there's a whole nother level. Like it adds, it, it makes 2D, 3D. As far as I'm concerned, and and Charlie, to get to your first point. When I first saw Harley, I was not really impressed. I said, that doesn't look like Harley. Especially now when there are Harley Quinns yeah. that are... In every mall across America. Well, well, no, I'm not even talking about conventions. I mean, that's potentially the topic. only good thing to come out of conventions not happening is that I don't have to look at 77 um, Harley Quinns in a space that fits 80. Um no, it, it, she was not my like. There's now a definitive Harley Quinn. She's got this amazing animated series. Um, her, you know, Margot Robbie, God love you. Uh, Margot Robbie has, has, in essence, kind of like, you know, put a stranglehold on the character. And um, yeah, her her literal first first appearance was in a in a two D cartoon. So it's a challenge to now flesh that out. But but she has been fleshed out through voice, uh, and through her attitude. And then the second that that character opened her mouth, I said, okay, yeah, that's Harley. In the same exact way that her costumes in her, her two outings that we've gotten thus far, were I had never seen anything like that either in cartoon form or comic book form. But the second her mannerisms kicked in and her, her speech patterns kicked in, I said, yep, absolutely, that is indeed her. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, again, I, I'm all in, but it's because of that multifaceted sale in essence, they, yeah. they, they wanted to sell me something and it came across, um, in what you were hearing just as much as what you were seeing. Well, what's, what's funny. It had me thinking and Lear, I wanted to ask you just really briefly, um, 
do, are you a gamer? Like, did you sit down to play Silent Hill Downpour, or are you just like that was a, a job? I did my job and I bounced. <laughs> Send me the comic when you make it. I, I, I've dabbled. Uh, I've got two sons who are devout. Uh, <laughs> just everything. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had uh, gone in and read for a snake, and I did not get that. Um, and I always thought I always wondered about the mustache on him. And, <laughs> Uh, I didn't do any. I didn't do any. Mo, I didn't do any mocap for him, but I have done a mocap before. Uh, that's fun. Well, we can talk about that. Um, but my my wife is a, a nut uh, for Ratchet and Clank. Uh, yeah. Get out of here, Jack and Daxter. She kills it. Uh, no every way. Time I, do it, I, I go. I hand her the control. I go. You got to get me through the swamp. <laughs> you got to fly me over here. I don't know where. Where are the? Where, where's the? The blue eco, the purple eco, whatever they. <laughs> where are those eggs? She, so she's devout also. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not as uh, not as good as I probably. I'm not as uh, involved as I should. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. And and to my larger point, I had a buddy who who kind of like poo pooed on the trailer, saying like, "You show me gameplay, and I'll let you know if I care." But for me, the like sixty dollar purchase price can be for the movie like i've played sure, through sure. you know uh uh you know um i've played through games that everyone else has has disliked and and probably i disliked it too <laughs> except the story was awesome so much so that on youtube it's very common now specifically with downpour there's a few versions of it of people just cut together enough of the game to make a film Absolutely. And it's this like virtual film and looking at Suicide Squad in that moment, kind of instantly, regardless of what other people might might want or might think in my head. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm in because right. worst case scenario, I'm going to get this dope. But you know what, though? You, you, and, and Charlie, you do you do speak to a larger point because the best games are they're just telling a story. You know, exactly. like you're able to control as much as the programmers allow you to control. You can go left, you can go right, you can, you know, uh, discover what's going on in, under this, you know, this spooky armoire. Or, but vibes are no, not vibe the lame DC character. Vibe is awesome, and I'll end yuck, yuck. <laughs> yuck, nothing, man. Um, but but the the vibe of a thing comes from the performances. Silent Hill is much loved. It is a creepy ass game. It's a creepy story. It's an action packed story, granted, but it's like you you know it, it's not Ratchet and Clank. You know that, that that's it. And and I do feel I have the feeling from the cinematic that Suicide Squad versus quote unquote the Justice League is going to have that it, not it won't have the same feel. But it, it does have a vibe, and, and we got that from the cinematic. Now, I, I do understand what he meant by your, by your buddy, um, that he wanted to see gameplay. I get it, too. Yeah. Gameplay, obviously, is what you spend the majority of your time. But the cinematics, the cutscenes, that, it's a setup. Or even right? just it's laying input. out the meal that you're about to gobble down. If you don't, if you don't take a minute to appreciate Thanksgiving dinner before it's start jamming stuff in your face, you're just not, you're just not a good guest. But, but, I'm sorry. What I was thinking of the Deadpool video game is not a good game 
but it's an awesome game because the whole time he's running his mouth. Suicide Squad is that team that you just imagine they must be recording, uh, uh, you know, just so much extra incidental um, dialogue just to be in the background of, I don't know if you're going to switch between characters or whatever, but the idea of like Harley Quinn would never much like me would never shut the hell up. It's just (laughs) one of those situations where, where, you know, it's again, I don't mean to insult myself, but in that situation, we enjoy it. She's going to nervously (laughs) prattle on, uh, you know, the, the way I would, or, or at least I, in my head. Oh, oh. This is the other side of town, though, Lear. I apologize in advance. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could not tell by the fingers in his ear holes, Lear, he lines up on the other side of the proverbial ice. Uh, the one thing I'll tell you, Lear, obviously I'm a blue shirt fan, um, and, and you're an Icelander fan. But you know what, though? Your team is still in it. Granted, my team got the number one overall pick, which I'll be appreciative of. For the better part of a decade, but your team is still in the game. They're in the hunt for the cup, and I, I salute you. I'm, I, I'll admit, as a card-carrying blue shirt bleeder, I'm rooting for the Islanders. Very good. Very good. <laughs> that's, that's very rare. No, based on that first, based on that game against the Flyers. Wow. Yeah, like they were angry at them. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't want to hex them. Yeah, but you know. You brought up the uh, downpour. We recorded that in a pitch dark studio. Uh, perfect. It, it was. It really was. The director was in, in England on one screen. Uh, the animators were in the Czech Republic uh, on on wow. a panel of other screen. So we, we would be doing it, and they would have us redo things. And then uh, the second day, uh, came in with with the sides. Uh, uh, Leah, can you give me uh, five grunts in a row? <laughs> and he goes, brilliant. I, went, I don't think it was brilliant. That's I think too much. Rather, rather guttural. There's no intelligence <laughs> involved. And, and things like, you think so? And, and, uh, and a different, no, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and they, so they can cut those things in. In incidental spots. That is so freaking That's cool. Amazing. And you're not for anything, but you guys were, you guys were ahead of the game, uh, in, in many ways in the storytelling through video games for sure, but also in social distancing. You guys like really, <laughs> you guys really, uh, you, yeah. you beat beat the group. Silent yeah. Hill invented social distancing. Yeah. Right now, now we also, know. There have been two Silent Hill movies. Let's start another petition. Silent Hill downpour the movie. Let's make that ish happen. The time has come. If not now, when? Exactly right, John. Yes, sir. We're at that point in the show, my friend. We are. Where I need to hear about something you love, something you want the people to know about and maybe love too. What do you got this week? 
Yeah. Um, so, so I, much like, I don't know, the known world, um, can't go out, can't do 99.7% of the things that you really want to um, with everything that's going on. Um, so I'm spending quite a bit of time in front of the old TV. And uh, you look for shows that you can really get into. Now, uh, personally, I appreciate the binge. I really do. Whether it's nachos or television or podcasts like U.S. Comics Cast, I love to binge. I love it. So much so. And, and I realize that I'm spoiled at this point. When a show comes out that has the audacity to make me wait an entire week for to, to, to get my fill, I am legitimately pissed. And uh, HBO does it like nobody else. It's not, it's not just that they're so cruel as to make me wait week to week before I get my fill. It's that the content is so darn good. It'd be one thing if it was crapola. Because then I could say, hey, you know what? No problem. I could wait. You got it. I'm, 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 I was in a contest once. <laughs> when the content is so good that you, I'll, I'll put it this way. The best compliment that I can give to episodic storytelling is knowing that a show's window is approximately an hour long and you're so into the story and you're at the edge of your, of, of your seat and you're biting your fingernails and you're... Uh, you're vibrating with anticipation that you actually peel your eyes away from the screen to look at the clock to f to figure out how much more storytelling do I have in this sitting? Oh, no, only 10 minutes left. Son of a gun. And, and that's what happens. It's this show that will be my unsolicited pick of the week. Uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. It is so, it's such good storytelling. Jot it down, Lear, and all those listening at home. Um, what's that? Three, four ums? We're working on it, folks. I am so into this show. Thank you. I'm so into the show. This is also a little bit of a throwback to last week's episode for anyone who didn't catch it. Uh, my topic, what we were talking about was creators or content that you love for what they have given you but are inherently not perfect and some are more not perfect than others if that's a, a, a term which it's not so i apologize to all my english professors lovecraft the writer who gave us chatulu who gave us nightmares on pages gave us the type of content that has gone above the name to be embedded in the zeitgeist. He's like, he's in our brain and we don't even realize it. This guy gave us that, which is amazing. That's amazing. For that reason, you have to love Lovecraft. He was just a terrible human being. And, and, and this is the type of thing that I'm, I love history. I love, you know, I, I love the extras at the end of movies. I, I love the behind the scenes. I would, I would desperately want to see, you know, Oz behind the curtain. Just out of curiosity. I wasn't mad at him. Yeah, balloon is what a balloon does. 
I'm very much into that. I, I love it. The problem is that Lovecraft is a much great thing, as much beauty as he's given us. Funny to talk about like a, a world eater as being beautiful, but I see that octopus face and wings. That's what I think. Uh, this is beautiful. He was a terrible person. Now, this particular show, it really does play on the two sides of that equation. Gives us a lot of Lovecraftian creatures, which I always love to see. But on the same token, speaks to the inherent racism, the hatred, the small-mindedness that was also wrapped, in, wrapped up in the person. And when you look deeply in some of the content... Uh, so for that reason, amongst others, that's my recommendation. It's a great show. I it's one of those shows that's out. not just surface storytelling. It gives you stuff to think about, especially in this era of Black Lives Matter. You're seeing first-person characters that you care about instantaneously dealing with some some bull sugar, and you get mad. And then all of a sudden, uh, your 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 activism, which has been activated, alliteration, gets put aside because there's some terror dogs, in essence, running around after everybody and, uh, you know, secret societies. And, and we're only two weeks in, so you can binge at least two weeks on the recommendation, <laughs> but show up every Sunday for Lovecraft Country. It is I, awesome. I dig it. I can't wait to check it out. You ate up all our damn ad time, so I'll keep mine short and sweet. This week, my <laughs> high recommendation uh, for those of you on Long Island and those of you not, uh, those of you that aren't, because he does ship. If you like any version of a toy and collectible, if you love wrestling figures like I love wrestling ship, figures, you if you like retro Ninja Turtles, if you want to get uh, a talking RoboCop, the <laughs> Force Lee uh, Lear to sign for you, like my new obsession is going to be. Here's, um, a, here's the timeout, Charlie. On your, uh, you can have it back. Lear, do you own a talking Robocop? Oh, yeah. Uh, they they oh. gave me a bunch of them. Uh, uh, there was oh. a, a, a large one, and then there was a medium sized one. That was the best seller, and then there was a small one. All right. One came uh, with it. Because the there would no be, I would, have, I would have lost my faith in humankind if you didn't own them. Uh, let me, let me just interrupt you two guys for a second, because I just really appreciated uh, hearing about uh, the Justice League and Lovecraft. Uh, you two guys look at these creations with such intense, intelligent eyes and minds. It just it, it makes everything worthwhile. I mean, even if you're sitting there and you go, this line is so stupid. <laughs> I've got to say it. You think so? And you go, cut, okay, but you know it's important in, in the whole thing because you've got people like you guys that are out there viewing all this stuff. And uh, uh, I've got some great wrestler stories, but maybe that we'll do that next time. You you will yeah. literally kill Charlie a hundred percent. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm I had a good run. <laughs> I had a good run, but I, I will say this very funny, and I'll make it super brief. But what's funny though is those little lines of dialogue. I can't tell you how many times I've sat around with friends or with John and just been like, What do you think he meant by okay, let's go? Yeah, I don't trust that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. middle levels, mm, I didn't like the sound of that. Yeah, it's just like, What is the subtext to the subtext? And really, it's a director being like, 
that was brilliant. You were like, I gurgled a little bit when I died. So. And I'm like, he gurgled. That means there's oxygen in his lungs. He's alive. This game's bullshit. Um, Especially with games, you're always looking for a little insight. When he gurgles, that means that a monster's around the corner. So you got to listen for the yeah. – it all matters. It all listen. matters. But uh, to, to get back, uh, if you at all like toys and collectibles, uh, primarily – pro wrestling figures but i trust me he has the old dinosaur figures ninja turtles power rangers gi joe um none other than a good friend of the show uh hastel toys uh hastel toys is located at 2289 new york 112 medford new york you can find him at hasteltoy.com h-a-s-t-t-e-l toy.com but not only this uh he not only will get you a great deal on a retro toy or a new uh, new pro wrestling toy or a new Power Ranger toy or, or a new Ghostbuster toy. Who wants a Power Ranger toy? He also, he also how dare you. Um, <laughs> he also very much, uh, he does signings. Check out this lineup that you will see U.S. Comics slightly represented at as I will be the guy throwing you a free water from 10 feet away. We got this August 30th. Psycho Sid Vicious. Really? And pictures. $50 gets you an autograph and a photo. That's too old school for you? What about the man himself? The one-man band. Heath Slater, September 10th, $45. Same combo. You want someone controversial? What about formerly known as Enzo Amore? Enzo himself. 45 bucks, and then my personal favorite, the one I'm personally most excited about, two of AEW's quickest young stars that are rising up as members of the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Uh, you can get a combo from them. 45 bucks gets you both autographs, both guys in that photo. And again, I'll throw you a free bottle of Poland Spring because uh, I've been testing that arm. But that is our free. <laughs> I've seen uh, him throw, party. folks. Better go take it by hand. And Ask for a handoff. How double dog dare you? I get a lot of extra water because some of them miss. They wind up in traffic. <laughs> but with all of that said, John, 30 minutes yes. is on the clock. What do you I'm got? I'm on the clock? All right. So we, we've uh, we've covered a lot of ground, which I think is very, uh, which is always a good thing. Because the the worst thing, and Lear, I'll, I'll give you a little insight into this world. We don't have the luxury of cut, try that again, except for like the very beginning of this show. That didn't happen, though. Um, now they know. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry. So, so more, really more to the point, we have the window of the conversation. And so many times... We'll wrap up, and I'll think, oh, gosh, I, I didn't mention this or I didn't mention that. And I'll tell Charlie, and he'll say, how the hell did you not mention it? Because you talked for, like, 99% of the time. So yeah, it, it happens. Whatever. But I am glad that we had the luxury of covering a lot of, of ground, especially when we have a guest like yourself who's so knowledgeable and is in has, has toes in so many of the worlds that we love. And you, you referenced it. We're... We're super geeks. We're we're nerds. We we know it. We acknowledge it, and we don't have. We we're not sh so shy or embarrassed by any of it, 
because all that would do as far as I'm concerned is diminish our enjoyment of it. I geek and I'm I'm not hiding even a even a, a tiny iota of it. So what I geek out about, damn straight, Ben. Wait, who is it? Oh, it's Peter. So I I thoroughly enjoy what I enjoy. I love the creators that I love. And when you have new content coming from multiple creators that I'm a fan of, how can you go wrong? I'm a huge Tolkien fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Obviously, I love video games. So Lord of the Rings has a new series coming out. If I'm not mistaken, Charlie, they're coming out on Amazon. Amazon right. streaming, yeah. So we have the Peter Jackson masterpieces that, that have been put out there. And there were wonderful, wonderful performances. Maybe none other than uber-accomplished voiceover actor, motion cap caption performer, and, and also your typical traditional actor, uh, Andy Serkis. So to see that his character is going to get a standalone video game, for me, it, it literally activates me on mo across the board. They're like, oh, you like this? What about this? How about a little something of this? I'm like, oh, I love all of that. It's an, it's, it's, it's really an overload. Throwing your debit card at yeah, guy yeah, A. Exactly. I'm writing credit checks. card at guy B. I don't even have a check in my hand. I'm just signing my name right <laughs> on my hand. I'm like, eh, take it. They'll, they'll cash it. So <laughs> literally the only negative that I have to say about this upcoming game, Lord of the Rings Gollum, is that the news dropped somewhat stealthily and i understand timing is everything well he was wearing that ring see right right away Woo! you got to you got to ruin it man invisible baby you got you got to ruin it so yes yes indeed i'm sure precious will make uh, an appearance here or there but but with all the news that has been going on particularly on the dc front fandom stole all these things. first they were like oh we're firing half of everybody and then they said, oh, no, but here's something free. And we just, all, here. we just all shut up about it. I didn't God, even a little bit thinking? consider covering that. I'm like, they ruined so many people's lives. But, uh, but you know, Batman's Basically, back. not to get into it as a topic, but basically DC did an in-house Thanos finger snap. They're like, half of you are gone. Holy cow. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I just made up that analogy. But if I stole it from anybody, I apologize. In any case. I don't. I take that apology back. In any case, we are getting, as most people don't know, a Gollum video game. So I'm I'm gonna throw it to Lear first because Lear, as a as a as you mentioned, not just an accomplished voice actor, but you've done mocap work, you've done traditional acting on stage in film. How how cool is that to you? I, you know, as somebody who can have potentially a performance translate in in this way, in a way that maybe, I don't know, maybe he never saw coming. Certainly, you know, certainly Tolkien didn't. <laughs> I mean, what 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 does that trigger in your mind? Uh, well, you mentioned Circus, and uh, he is uh, a classic example of a character 
getting into the character, coming up with a voice for the character, coming up with motions for the character. Uh, so he is he's operating on a number of levels. Mm -hmm. A voice actor doesn't always have to appear like the blonde bombshell or the studly man, uh, as long as his voice sounds like he's a studly man. <laughs> um, and, and then where, where do you take that? Do you take it into Scottish or do you take it into Southern? And I'm sure he was playing that character's... I, he got that character inside of his body and that started to control his movement and that started to control the way he moved his face. And if you notice in a lot of the, the scenes in all of the movies, there's a lot of close-up work and I know a lot of it is, is computer enhanced, <clears throat> but a lot of it is... Mr. Circus's tendons and eyeballs, yes, and, and motion, and that. So he made that character work so well uh, that it's taken on a whole nother life. Uh, I, it would be, it would be fascinating if <clears throat> Tolkien could come back to life and hear and see the character and go, "Yes, that's it." Uh, or if you could say, "No, I, I he, he's supposed to be tall." And, uh, <laughs> What um, happened to his Scottish accent? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I admire him, uh, that actor, so so much. To, just because he's he's taken, uh, you know, you, you have Strasbourg, you have Meisner, uh, and whichever whatever works for you. Are you are you going on emotion? Are you going on on the inside? And he seemed to have taken all of those things. Uh, and then once he he settled on that tone of voice, then that I think be interesting to ask him: Did his motions come from the voice, or did his voice affect his motions? Hmm. Uh, and how does he feel that he was able to do, uh, able to go to that next dimension? Uh, something somebody like C three PO hmm. didn't have much of a. A range. I mean, uh, this is cute and everything in the British uh, uh, formality and uh, the butler, uh, the, the Batman. Yes, he's kind of like an uh, Alfred um, uh, and R2-D2. Uh, but here was a character that was able to come alive and he really made it come alive. He absolutely did. And you know, I I'm sorry. If, if you have, I don't care how good CGI is or whatever whatever crutches are at their disposal that voice acting the 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 body movement that made the character matter of fact you almost don't need the dialogue at that point you could just have heard the tone and the body motion and you're getting across the board who this character is i get it all right i get it this he's he's way into this and and it's interesting too because obviously he has a an amazing resume but so even just with the cgi work when i'm watching something like planet of the apes the the most recent i can almost see a little bit of Gollum in caesar yeah you know, the, 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 you, there there are those, you know, the, there are those actors, and and I've always felt the the worst insult that you can throw an actor in any capacity is, uh, I I I saw I saw I saw the actor right I yeah. I only saw this person, and I think not to get a separate topic, but I think that that 
that comes from more so celebrity than particular ability uh, performance wise. But again, I still think that's an it's an insult. Look, they're they're telling you a story, dum dum. They're not playing themselves. Yeah, they're playing whomever. They're playing Henry VIII, or they're playing a monster in you know in you know in the middle of the mountains. So, as a fan, as a fan, he made the character to the point where. You, there's a video game coming out, and it's exclusively. This is the John Rivera patented whoop, reroute. So it, it take the video game does take I place. In episode eighty three. <laughs> the video game takes place between the the action uh, of the Hobbit and then the Lord of the Rings saga. You know, you know which is just awesome. It's a gap filler, especially a lot of storytellers are doing that now. They're looking for the empty pockets to fill the 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 story room that wasn't filled up with something else and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm a fan. This is what I got. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. The, it's the star Wars method. It's, it's what <laughs> rogue one did. And what's amazing about planet of the apes or, or Lord of the rings or, um, uh, the, I always mess this up, but what was it? Uh, We're used to it. Don't worry. Ma Magui, who the jungle book that's not owned by Disney. Magui. What? Magui, isn't that Mogli? the whole thing from, from not from <laughs> yeah. Critters? From you don't in the jungle book, you don't ever want to get him wet. You don't want to feed him after midnight. Um, but but he but he's in that the, his his list of performances is incredible because he's one of those actors that almost like doesn't get lost in the CG. Uh, the way that that some actors would get like lost in makeup, or sure, sure, sure. you know, you see some performances, and it will serve a, a purpose. Just because I've mentioned it for the last nine weeks, <laughs> this Friday, um, <laughs> if you're watching this, this Don't Friday, do Bill it. and Ted three come out, unbelievable. Um, but in Bill and Ted two, Lear, were... I am convinced Charlie has points in this movie. I do. I produced. He it. mentions it <laughs> every show. But what was amazing was there was there was the, there was the set of makeup where the the actor who played Bill also played like his own hell version of his grandmother, right. and for years like no one realized it because it's like such a scary, heavily makeuped character. You kind of lost it until someone was like, "Look at his eyes, stupid! It's clearly <laughs> the same actor." Like they're doing very bad green screen to put them in the same shot. But what's really cool about when a character is lost in a performance, what's funny is you said, like, in Caesar, in Planet of the Apes, you see Gollum. But really, it's like you're seeing uh, uh, Sudeikis. You're, you're, you're seeing him embody in his way. Jason um, Sudeikis is a comedic character. Well, <laughs> Andy Zirkus. You talk for 40, You talked for 45 minutes. I got all confused. <laughs> you um, had all that time. Job down pronunciation. I hate your face. Um, <laughs> don't embarrass me in front of fucking Robocop. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, citizen. Um, but but <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but what's crazy is about you know that I always wondered what that buildup is. I know Lear, you you said you would love to ask him. I've watched so many behind the scenes DVDs where like you see him on set that I like watch this guy really do like the stage production of Lord of the Rings. Like he has dots instead of, I guess it would be like pale makeup, but it's like, you see, you see the performance yeah. being on, being on the inside when doing voice work or when you did uh motion capture, how, how do you find it? Is there a common way that 
that people approach those sort of performances where it's like, well, first you go into the audition and you have an idea. Like you said, you did research for Assassin's Creed, a little more research than the director may have done. Um, no offense. I love those games. Um, yeah. But you find like you find the character and then you build based on that, the voice. And then I always wonder how like people wind up with like a, a, a lean and be like my shoulder don't work. Cause in Nam, I got shrapnel in my butt. Um, how how do you piece together this a is character? Fried green tomatoes. What are you talking about? Wow. I want to know how Lear pieces together a, a vocal performance. And no, I was talking about the actor with the bum oh, shoulder and shrapnel. I was Good like, Lord. I thought that was pretty eloquent for me. Oh. I I just wanted to before we leave uh, Gollum in the in the cave there. I just wanted to <laughs> say I enjoy. And also piggybacking on what John said about looking over at the clock uh, when you, when you're like when I watch Homeland, I, I would get so involved with that, and I, I would I would say this is this is entertainment. I'm so I'm so <laughs> I'm, you're I'm, killing uh, me. And how are they going to resolve this? And I look over and there's like hey, seven minutes left. I'm going, oh my god, yeah, yes. But it, uh, along those lines, I remember watching Gollum and. One minute I'm feeling very sorry for him. He's mm -hmm. he's very embraceable and lovable, and then he's also very evil. Yeah. I mean, and it was it's almost like a turn around a corner. Like, what's going to come around next? Uh, but to get to your point, Charlie, um, it all depends on also the mood on the set. Sometimes it's it's very very uh, method. Uh, the minute you get into the makeup chair, you start to get into that character, and you don't leave it. You even eat with that uh to the extreme that uh, supposedly charles lawson uh walked around with a cinder block around his neck uh around the house with elsa lancaster uh, to, to also get into the mood for hunchback of notre dame wow i mean that's that's taking method really far <laughs> well, yeah um, and uh, then conversely it, it could be oh, oh, oh did you hear one of two irishmen walking in all right ready scene one take one <laughs> all right and you're in a character uh some uh, some people uh, Pacino is like, no, no rehearsal. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And then the other people are just, let's just work this out. Days and days. So there's no set answer. Uh, but uh, since I am a graduate uh, of uh, Jeffrey Ziner Acting Studio, uh, he taught us to get the build the backstory, uh, build the front story, build the side stories. So that when you show up on set, if the director says, "We're doing page twenty-eight today. We're doing page one on Friday. We're doing page. We're doing the ending uh, tomorrow," uh, so that you can walk into that scene knowing full well, okay, this is before I had my tooth knocked out by the young girl in the cafeteria, or this is uh, when I thought I was a great hockey player. Whatever you, whatever <laughs> backstory you gave to the character, you you can you can fit in that, and you and you feel that. Now there. Uh, other people who will take that that inner and then put emotion on that it's <laughs> layers and and then that that will also affect your face uh and props will help you um but the main thing is and i had so much fun listening to the two of you and the, the key verb there is is listening obviously mm -hmm. uh everybody knows that that is uh you, know, you have two ears and one mouth you should listen <laughs> speak so uh and that's the key to improv too uh uh one quick 
character, a simple CGI story is when we were doing Black Klansman, Adam Driver had just finished Star Wars. Uh, and there's one scene where Stallworth, uh, Washington comes in and uh, Spike had a speaker underneath one of the desks in the patrol room of the detectives. Uh, and, and he goes, uh, uh, John, where's your briefcase? Where's your briefcase? Uh, and then Adam Driver goes, if this was Star Wars, we would just see G's briefcase. If was <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Driver. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was kidding. And it was, but that's, that's, awesome. that's the mood. It's fun. It's a it's a fun business. It's a, and of course it's a it's a very wacky business. It, it's up and down. It's filet mignon, and sometimes it's peanut butter and pasta. Sure. Uh, so I have I have a very understandable family and a very supportive family who uh, enjoys the great great times and doesn't and never complains during the lean times. So uh, you, know, you awesome. say to some uh, people say to me, "Oh, you you do voiceovers." <laughs> I speak English. Uh, I, my, my, my aunt Cammy thinks I'm really funny. I, I, can do, I, I played a tree in, in Guys and Dolls in high school. Uh, I can do this. And I say, okay, uh, how do you feel about not having a paycheck next week? Ah, no problem. I got, I got some money sucked away. Uh, how do you feel about having no paychecks for maybe three weeks? Uh, what, what are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's a different conversation. And you know, you know, Lee, you you bring up a, a a really good point, and I'm not sure if this was the intention, but voiceover work now, and and we joke about like right now we're remote, we're in different states, but voiceover work can be very intimate. So so now it's something that's very different. You know, obviously you're not going into the sea, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to a big recording studio and uh, yeah i i've uh i've i've done a, a little bit of voice work uh amateurish and i was shocked by the proximity that these studios and they they say studio in 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 the uh capacity that i was in very generously it was more like a broom closet that didn't have the broom <laughs> I wasn't sure if I would fit in together with the mic and and the you know the the spit guard. So now I would I can only imagine that you're doing everything like you're doing 100% remotely, correct? Yes. Uh and uh there's a new uh new service out there. There was a service uh, years ago uh, ISDN line which which enabled you to tap into some very very fast ethernet internet connections. But now it's come down to you still have to be hardwired, uh, yeah. uh, and you do need a very fast uh, modem and all that good stuff. But it is remarkable. It is, is crystal clear. Uh, I will I will be speaking and being recording in recorded in California in that guy's computer on his Pro Tools. Uh, wow. So he, he runs the whole session, and I just have, have to sit there. Um, so it's, it's as if you were. Is standing in front of the mic and he was behind glass. Is that you know, right now we've got pretty good connection. There's no real latency like we hear on some of the newscasts uh, where it's it's troublesome and and awkward. Uh, it's <laughs> crystal clear and it's instantaneous, uh, and it's great when you don't have to turn on the camera because you can just be in your underwear. You don't even have to shave. You sure. You guys can see my underwear right now. I'm only wearing What's a t-shirt. I'm hey. straight Winnie the Poohing it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm worried. 
there was a, uh, a, a tr you know, you used to have to, you'd get a call saying, uh, they need a middle-aged man. Uh, 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 I, I got to call it, they need the voice of God. So I said, oh, okay. I, I know some guys. I that can handle that. Yeah, like your voice, John. You know, the, oh. uh, there are some actors that, like Orson Welles. So they said, no, 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 they're not looking for Morgan Freeman or uh, uh, Orson Welles. They, they want somebody who's uh, fatherly and believable. I said, all right, I'll give it a try. So I had to get on the train, go into New York. I read one line. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Thank you. So I wrote up two weeks later. You're going to Utah. Um, I got picked as the voice of God for nice. uh, Church of Latter-day Saints filmed uh, the King James Bible from top to tail. No, no, wow. no dogma or anything, just word for word. They filmed in the River Jordan and everything. Like that. <clears throat> All wow. of a sudden, they, uh, Jesus has dipped in the water and John the Baptist brings him up and all of a sudden you hear, this is my beloved son. So <laughs> and I'm whoa. That is too much. So I, I get to that put that on my resume, voice of God. Uh, Absolutely. Also, I would imagine that it's an instant argument ender. Like, <laughs> did not... we park over here? You're talking no. to the voice of God. All right, we'll park over here. Fine, fine. I said to the guys, I said, when are you going to film the Old Testament? Because God has a few more lines. <laughs> See that? Small people. But yeah, uh, act is act, Charlie. If you ever need an understudy, Lear, yeah. my brother is great at going, no. No. So, yeah. again, just the one, you know, a onesie twosie. Only when it's deserved. Okay. Right. Hey, John, how do you like this t shirt design? No. <laughs> but to, just to follow up on that, that whole rush into the city audition thing kind of went by the wayside yeah. with the whole studio creation and all of a sudden guys are now uh it's not as bad st people still audition with with a phone even though it's horrible uh but for audition purposes fine uh now i see it especially during the covid uh seeing self-taping uh picking yeah up. yeah so as much as the the self-recording voice killed a lot of the studios in New York audio studios. I'm afraid that this self-taping thing is going to kill. There used to be major complexes. You'd go in uh, similar to the what I was talking about, the MasterCard commercial in RoboCop. Uh, there are people trying out, uh, over here is a Farsiga commercial. Over here is Allstate. Over here is uh, uh, Viagra. Right. Um, and there was a bunch of old us old guys sitting on a bench, and across the room was a Viagra <laughs> And there were these 40-year-old women who were just gorgeous, appealingly <laughs> gorgeous. So we're all just sitting there. They're not calling us into the room. We're just watching this thing, and we're watching these gorgeous humans walking in and out. <laughs> the parade. So I said to the one guy sitting next to me, I said, you know, we're not here really auditioning for a spot. They're watching us, and they're watching <laughs> whoever we watch, they're going to pick. So uh, we we eventually called in for uh, do pick something, I think it was. Um, <laughs> but I walked over to the one woman and I said, uh, uh, you, you got this. You, you, you've got every old guy on the bench over here just <laughs> dying. I mean, we were like, you, you could hear vertebrae snapping. Whatever she <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be sexist or, or abusive or anything like that. Turns out I see the ad like six months later and it was her. And it she was got, her? Yeah. Had a good eye. It was just, oh no, she was just perfect. She was just, just a, a perfect human. Uh, I think we need to add to the resume. Good eye after after like 
entry 89. Holy yeah. goodness. Oh, as it's, uh, I, I, I hope everybody makes it out the other end of this whole yeah. crazy thing. And, uh, well, uh, I, I think that that's the one thing. And, and Charlie and I, we, we will talk about this often, especially now when we're, we're really trying to do something new, but it's framed in traditional rules. So when we came up with U.S. Comics, and this, this goes back a few years ago now at this point, we knew the framework that we had to operate within, but we also knew that within that space, we, we started really with what we didn't want to do. That, that's the truth of it. Like This is my morning show with Strahan interview uh, ready to go. We started with what we didn't want to do. And when we took that off the table, we saw everything that was left. And it glowed. It, it was it was all it was all good stuff. So for us, that that helps. The thing about everything that we're going through right now, collectively, is that there are some things that are are not going to revert. There are certain things that have been changed that are changed forever. Now you've told us several stories which worked out wonderful results for you personally. But and as well as much as they were well deserved and and well earned, we're kind of luck of the draw. So you, it was right place, right time, right guy. So to I I do worry that to some degree some of that has gone by the wayside. You know. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to put yeah, a. Sin. Not to John, paint it like dark. A minute left. Gosh. But, but 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 no, it it, it it's actually in in listening. <laughs> Charlie, you can clear this up in post, right? No, I, I don't I, think I, I mean can. I'll be crying. It's gonna be. It's going to be different. I I do wonder though. That's important to both sides of the equation, though. So I do wonder how the uh, the producers of content how they're going to compensate for that. You know, maybe it'll become easier. I, I, I really don't know. Technology obviously helps, and databases exist. Um, I just I just really wonder. I do wonder what it's going to look like on the other side. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the million-dollar nice question. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you know what's funny, though, at, at least from my point of view? This show, as it's grown, the, the video version of this show – has grown to a point, and if it wasn't for COVID, um, I don't know if streamlining this process to get it to where it's at. You know, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to take a compliment from Lear and really run to the moon with it. But if you watch <laughs> the nightly news, sometimes these remotes are pretty bad. Um, That's true. You know, one thing, one thing, my my brother here as COO kind of gave me some flack for was a lot of times we would have technical issues with some of these episodes. And uh, I'd say, like, but ESPN had this issue this morning. And, and the reaction would be like, that's ESPN's problem. You're in charge of USC's problems. And it, and it is, to a certain extent, you know, iron sharpens iron. And like you said, a lot of people might want to do voice work, but maybe don't want to put in that work and maybe don't want to struggle to, to find their path. Um, but again, going back to my topic from before, Samoa Joe has loved video games his whole life. It took being a world-famous pro wrestler to get his shot 
True. to do a voiceover. You, and you know and just mean? to just to clarify my point, I don't think that whatever version that we end up with after the fact, I don't think whatever the changes, it's never going to affect a performer like Lear, who has this body of work that already speaks for itself. If if Lear was little Lear, just getting started in that capacity, those stories would not have played out that way. That that's what I mean. So the, somebody bailed me out. Thank you, thank you. See, the, the the Rangers might be out of the playoffs, but they know how to – when there's a guy digging for the puck in the corner, they know how to bail him out. Uh, I, again, I, I don't want to uh, – I'm not going to beat up the point. But, yeah, I, it's it's the – those performers that will look at a story like Lear's and think that can happen for me, they really do, I think, need to – think outside the box because they're not going to walk into a building, at least not in the near future. Maybe it will revert. Uh, it'll, it'll do a complete turnaround and things will be back and those type of stories will happen. But right now, if you're auditioning for something from your, from your office, from your home office, um, you know, you, you better knock it out of the box. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise Lear's going to get that gig. That's how it works. Right. I can play uh, young female. Hell yeah. Uh, ethnic. I, We're not putting you in a box. The beauty of, of the self-tape uh, on camera auditions is uh, you, how many times have you walked out of an audition uh, and gone, uh, you know, the, the old-fashioned audition, and gone, oh, why didn't I say in July instead of saying <laughs> July? If I had I emphasized mean, in, that would have been perfect. Myself, personally, never. I hit home runs exclusively. Charlie, though. Yeah, woo! I always put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> But now with the, with the self taping, <laughs> you can go. You know what? Yes. If I said in July instead of in July, that's right. Uh, so and you, what you, a you, mind you job again. that could be, also because sometimes it is better. You, I'll speak for myself. I can literally drive myself insane and and anxiety ridden and ruin my week by overthinking certain things. When you have the opportunity to. No, I don't like that. And do it over and do it over and do it over to the point where almost like social media, social media, people are looking at a person's highlight reel. They're looking at the best version of their personal story that they can tell. So I would think somebody getting a submission, a person had the opportunity to re-record and try it again and try it again until they thought this is the best I could possibly do it. Now that's what you're being judged on, as opposed to you walk in the room, you have a five minutes in front of whomever, the, the, the people behind the table. And, you know, some, sometimes it's, a, it's freeing to say, that's what they got. Let's Gives see what happens. Chance for your best five minutes. But talking about best, this has been one of the best uh, episodes, I'll say it, uh, I've ever had. It, boy. Lear, I, I can't tell you how absolutely geeked out and uh, – and frankly, you can ask John right before we started. Kind of nervous. It's weird meeting your one of your no. favorite action figures. Um, like like a little, you know, it's like he's going on a date, Lear. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to no. make it uncomfortable now I in the final hour. I took out a brand new version of a shirt I've worn on the show before. I was like, I need a crisp collar yeah. for, for Mr. Leary. Uh, but cool, and the absolute, 
an absolute pleasure. I hope that you'll join us again. I don't yeah, mean to Lear, put you on the spot, but I'm gonna. You're a wonderful guest. I mean, uh, and and truly an encyclopedia level of of knowledge for us and and the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back. Oh, at any time, you guys. I I feed off of your enthusiasm. Uh, and and also your intelligent love of of everything. So well, that's I'm, good because I have like thirty more love filled questions than I have like forty just like filled questions. Darn for straight. the one and only Lear Leary, uh, the the man, the myth, the mustache, as my brother put it. Darn straight. The C E O of U S Comics, John Rivera. I am the C O of us comics please follow us on all of our social media we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on the twitter machine we're on youtube all of us at us comics hq come say hello come spread the joy if you have a place you can listen to podcasts you can hear the audio version of this show every wednesday morning it debuts us comics cast so that's us comics cast for the audio if you want to see our beautiful faces eight o'clock this and every Wednesday on Comic Book Day, you see these punums, and sometimes we have people as glorious and as damn debonair as Lear Leary himself. But there is only one way that we end U.S. Comics cast, and I think the CEO should tell us how. All I know is if they were here, they would tell you the same. Be a hero. Wear a mask. Bad Mary, take us out. Wait a second. There's something amiss. There's something you warned me about, John. And you said that the people have made a request. And they want to know what's going on next Wednesday here on Facebook.com forward slash US Comics HQ. Now, I got a problem, though. Because you didn't. You didn't hit me to what's going on. So, uh, so who do we got? What's going on? Just another fun-filled episode for 87? I, I don't really know if, uh, no offense, Lear, if either of you guys have the security clearance, but I have it on very good authority that tomorrow on this very program, we are going to have a living, breathing member cast member of american gods so if you if i were you i certainly wouldn't miss it wait you're telling me
Lock up.